This is Tennis Quick Tips, episode 86. Hey, it's Kim from TennisFixation.com, your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With every episode, Tennis Quick Tips gives you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. Well, it's time for another rules episode, and I think you're really going to like this one this week because this is actually an area where it's not quite so clear what you should do in a particular situation. And what I'm talking about is when partners disagree on line calls. Now, maybe you live in a world where you have a really great partner. You both play the same way. You follow the same strategy. You never disagree on what your tactics should be or who should have got that ball down the middle. And you never, ever disagree on calls. And if that's how it works in your world, then you are extremely fortunate. Because for the vast majority of us, we don't always agree with our partners on everything we should do during a match. And one place where you might find yourself disagreeing on occasion is on line calls. So what do you do when you and your partner disagree on a call? What if one partner, for example, calls a serve in and the other calls it out? Is it a let? Do you just replay the point? Is there any kind of rule on this at all? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. I actually did a post on this back in 2013. It was one of my weird tennis rules posts called When You Disagree on Calls with Your Doubles Partner. And that post is out there, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes for this post, but I very recently got a comment on it from Anne. And Anne made a very good point in her comment. She was commenting on what I said about what the rule is in this situation. The ITF rules of tennis that we follow here in the United States don't actually address this situation when partners disagree on a call. But the code does address it. And as I've said in a previous episode, the code here in the United States applies just like the rules do. The USTA has told us that. So here is what the code has to say on this issue. Section 14 is called Partners Disagreement on Calls. And it says, quote, If one partner calls the ball out, and the other partner sees the ball good, the ball is good. It is more important to give opponents the benefit of the doubt than to avoid possibly hurting a partner's feelings. The tactful way to achieve the desired result is to tell a partner quietly of the mistake and then let the partner concede the point. If a call is changed from out to good, the principles of Code Section 12 apply. End of quote. And code section 12 deals with when a player reverses his call. For example, if a player calls a ball out and then realizes that the ball was good, 
he can reverse his call, but the point will automatically go to his opponent. You don't replay it. It's not a let. If you reverse your call because you realize you were wrong, you automatically give the point to your opponent. Now, in the post I wrote back in 2013, I pointed out this section of the code because I had an incident arrive where this very thing happened to me. And in getting ready for this podcast episode, I thought of the times this situation has arisen for me. And I can only really think of this one time this happened in a doubles match, a league match where it counted, where I saw something different from my partner. So here's my situation. And this is a really good example of when it might arise. I was playing a doubles match where my partner was receiving and called a serve out. But I was standing on the service line and I saw absolutely with no doubt at all that the serve was good. I was 100% sure of this. So I immediately said, no, it was good. And I gave the point to our opponents. It was on a second serve. Now, my partner was not very happy with me, but I knew I was right about this. And I told her, I definitely saw the serve in. Your call was wrong. And I told her, we have to give them the point based on what the code says. So that's how it occurred for me. And again, yes, my partner was unhappy with me, but we moved on. Honestly, that was quite a while ago, and I can't remember the outcome of that match. But this is someone that I was able to complete the match with. We're still on speaking terms. We still play together. And that's probably a really good example of when this situation would arise. When one partner calls a serve out and another partner calls a serve in, it could also occur on any line calls where one partner sees the ball out, but the other partner is closer or somehow has a better look at the ball and says, no, it was in. Well, here is Anne's comment. And I think this is a great comment because it encapsulates exactly the great fear that we all have when we do this. She says, Quote, this is really bad advice for someone just starting out playing at nice clubs. Disagreeing with your partner on a line call is the fastest way to, quote, doubles purgatory, end of quote. It's just, quote, not done, end of quote, unless maybe you play on public courts or something. Whoever is closest to the ball makes the call. Their partner supports the call even if they saw it differently. Good luck finding someone to play with you in the future. End of quote. I think that's a great comment because that is exactly the dilemma you face when you reverse your partner's call, especially if you're reversing your partner's call and giving the point to your opponents. And yes, I too agree with Anne. If you do this, there are some partners, some teams, some situations where Your partner will be upset enough that they may not want to play with you ever again. But my feeling on this is I go for what the code says. I happen to be a real rules follower, probably to a point that most other people are not. And the code itself is all based on pursuing fairness in matches. A lot of the issues that are in the code 
are never addressed in the ITF rules of tennis because a lot of the issues in the code are judgment calls. And what the code is trying to push you towards is always being fair, giving your your opponents the benefit of the doubt. It's a way to hopefully keep tennis fun and fair when you don't have officials out on court to call things like the lines for you. While I do agree with Anne that reversing your partner's call and giving your opponents the point can certainly create a lot of tension between partners, I myself, that's what I'm going to do. If I see a ball in that my partner has called out, I'm going to follow what the code says and I'm going to reverse the call and tell my partner that I absolutely am sure about what I'm doing. I think this is important because I want to win as bad as anybody else, but I know I want to win fairly and I would have a hard time continuing play if I knew I had cheated, which is frankly what I would consider it. If I see a ball in and I don't say something, I think I'm cheating. And that would be a hard thing for me personally to deal with during a match. Now, let me just say, I've played a lot of tennis matches, and as I said, I tried to think back on my history of tennis matches, how many times this situation had arisen for me, and I can only think of this one time, because I do want to say, while I'm all about fairness and not cheating, I don't reverse my partner's calls unless I am 100% sure they're wrong. I cannot swear that I see the ball as well or better than anybody else, sometimes what I think might be a ball that's in that my partner has called out, I'm not 100% sure. And if I'm not 100% sure, if I'm only 98% sure or 99% sure, I'm not going to reverse the call. I agree, Anne. You need to support your partner. And a lot of times I've seen partners make calls that I've played with that I was kind of like, uh, I, I don't know if that was really out. But if I'm not 100% confident in making that reversal, I'm not going to do it. I have had the experience of where I myself have served a ball that I was sure was in, that was called out by my opponents, that I got very upset about vocally with my opponents And after my whole match was over, my teammates sort of laughingly told me that ball that you were arguing about, it was way out. I will never forget that incident because what it proved to me is unless you're literally on top of the ball, it's really hard to make calls. It certainly is almost impossible to make calls on the other side of the net. But a lot of times, even on your own side, if you're not at the right spot, at the right angle, looking at the exactly right moment, you might not be able to make a true good call. So I rarely, if ever, this one time, as I said, is the only time I can remember where I reversed a call. Because if I am not, as I've said numerous times now, I'm realizing 100% sure that my partner was wrong, I'm going to let it stand. Because yes, I don't want to go to doubles purgatory, wherever that is. I don't want to be the person who can't find a partner to play with because people don't think I'm going to support them. Now, you may feel 
differently than I feel about this. You may advocate what Anne is saying here in her comment that a partner should support their doubles partner no matter what, even if they saw the ball differently. You might go along with that, and if you want to, and that makes you feel good, honestly, I don't really have a problem with that because it's a judgment call. She does point out that whoever is closest to the ball makes the call, and that's very true. And in my situation that I was talking about, the serve situation, I was right there on the line. I was much closer to the ball than my partner who was about to receive. So that was a clear case where I saw the ball better. But in any other situation, if you don't feel like you saw the ball clearly, if you don't want to be unsupportive of what your partner is calling, feel free. I am telling you what the code says. I'm telling you how I apply it. And you can decide how you want to apply it in your own matches. I hope you will err on the side of being fair and giving the benefit of the doubt to your opponents. Because honestly, for you mentally, that's the way to stay strong, to know you've done your best and to not feel any twinges or pangs of guilt that you might not have called lines correctly. The final little tip I would point out in this situation is for you to be aware of this code section because this might happen to you. You may have a situation where one partner calls the ball in and the other partner calls it out, those partners being your opponents. And if they have conflicting calls, that may be a point you're entitled to. So you need to know that. You need to be prepared uh, to cite this section of the code. And as you know, I always say, keep a rules book in your bag. You may have to pull that out to show them because you will see this happen. You know it. Occasionally, partners hesitate. They look at each other. They may even whisper. But if there is a clear conflict in their calls, one immediately calls it out, the other says good, then that's when you need to know that's your point and you need to be sure you get that. Well, that's it for this week's Tennis Quick Tips. I will have uh, the link that I mentioned in the show notes for this episode. And you can find those show notes over at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips86. And I do have a giveaway this week for Happy Tennis Month. I've been doing giveaways all this month, May. And the one I have this week is uh, associated with this issue we're talking about right here when you're communicating with your doubles partners. It's my top tips for communicating with your partner. It's got eight tips on it. It's related to a podcast I did a couple of weeks ago on how to communicate with your doubles partner. And I put all those tips together in a one-page tip sheet. So you can go to the show notes. You'll find a big purple button that you can click on, and you'll be able to get an immediate download of this tip sheet. It's a PDF you can print out. And that will also add you to my email list. If you're already on the email list, don't worry. Click the button. You'll get the download. You won't be double added to the email list. But if you're new to the email list, I think you're going to want to be on it. I do uh, weekly updates 
with tennis tips, including links to the podcast episodes. So it's an easy way to get the podcast directly to your inbox. But I'm also going to be doing a giveaway next week, the last week of May. I think that's next week. And it will be just for people on my email list. You won't be required to do anything other than be on my email list. I am going to do a drawing for a giveaway. I'm not going to give the details out yet because I haven't got them completely all figured out. But you're going to want to be on the email list to be in that drawing. So you can click on that purple button to get the download on top tips for communicating with your doubles partner. And if you're already on the email list, as I said, you can still get that tip sheet. Don't worry, you won't be double added on the email list. Hey, if you have tennis questions, tips you'd like to share, or suggestions about what you'd like to hear on Tennis Quick Tips, head over to the show notes and leave me a comment. I go through all the comments. That's how I found Anne's excellent comment, and it became the basis of this podcast episode. So I would love you to leave excellent comments that I could also do podcast episodes on. Again, the show notes are at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips86. You can find my contact info there, other tennis quick tips episodes, and a ton of other great tennis tips. So head over to tennisfixation.com. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you are getting along with your tennis partners out on the court, that you're not disagreeing and reversing calls. Happy Tennis Month and happy tennis. Happy tennis.